luminous beings and welcome to another episode of the force nexus a star wars podcast where we talk about the light side the dark side and everything else in between from that galaxy far far away i hope you're all doing well today and thank you for joining me uh, today on day number six of 30 days of star wars leading up to the launch of rise of skywalker yesterday we spoke about my favorite imperial member but today we're switching it up a little bit and looking to the far corners of the galaxy as we talk about favorite alien species. As a little reminder before we get started, after you've heard mine, feel free to head over to the show's Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages and let me know your favorites too. You can also follow them pages and get notified whenever a new episode drops and it really helps in getting the show out there. So without any further ado, let's talk alien species, starting with the Wookiees. Wookiees are a giant humanoid and sentient species originating from their homeworld of Kashyyyk. They can grow to almost 3 meters tall and have an average lifespan of 400 years. To give you a bit of context behind that, Chewbacca is approximately 250 years old during the time of the sequel trilogy. They typically had a mixture of light and dark brown hair as well as shades of blacks. It is thought that when Wookiees reach the later stages of their 400-year lifespan, that their fur turns almost completely white, as well as their eyes. The only record of this, however, was of an elderly female Wookiee that joined the Rebellion Alliance after the destruction of the first Death Star. Another note about female Wookiees is that they start to grow long beards as they get older. During the early ancient days of the Wookiees, they would craft weapons such as arrows and poison darts, making use of the abundant natural resources of their tribes. Fast forward to the Clone Wars, and we see that although they have a grasp for modern technology, they still excel at woodcrafting and revere their tribal way of life, with both stunningly beautiful architecture and vehicle designs mixing both the current tech and the nature of their home planet. The Wookiees were incredibly loyal allies of the Galactic Republic, with their most notable battle taking place very shortly before the end of the Clone Wars, when the Separatists invaded Kashyyyk. Led by Chieftain Tarful, these ferocious warriors went toe-to-toe with the mass-produced waves of droids. With the average male weighing in at around 150 kilograms, they were a force to be reckoned with, charging in to meet the droids face-to-face with spears in hands and launching themselves off airborne vehicles to take down enemy tanks. They were also known to be sore losers and were prone to ripping arms out of sockets when they were angry. Unfortunately, the end of the Clone Wars put the Wookiees in the worst situation their race would ever face. The powering down of the droid army meant the invasion was over, but along with Order 66, it also marked the beginning of the Empire. Now in their control, the newly formed galactic government would ruthlessly strip the planet of their illustrious resources and forcibly remove the Wookiee population to be sent off as slaves to work on numerous Imperial construction projects. The Wookiees didn't take this lying down though, as many of their warriors, being rallied by Chieftain Tarful, began a rebellion to fight off the unwelcome Empire. Despite their efforts, and even with the help of extreme freedom fighter Saw Gerrera, they were unable to fully wrest control of the planet from them. To keep the Wookiees in check and obedient to the Empire, 
they would sow fear into the species by implanting them with inhibitor chips that inflicted tremendous amounts of pain and also threatened the safety of women and children amongst disobedient tribes. However, the Wookiees would later know liberation as ex-imperial loyalty officer Sinjir Raphilus, alongside Chewbacca and Han Solo, launched an attack against the imperial warlord still occupying the planet. Velas managed to disable all the inhibitor chips implanted within the Wookiees, allowing them to take the brutal revenge they all craved for for so long. So, why is it that I love these big brutal beings so much? Well, to address the obvious Wookiee in the room, Chewbacca. It's just hard not to like the Wookiees after getting to know Chewbacca. You really get a sense of their loyalty to both fellow Wookiees and also the friends that they make along the way. They may look like they'll murder you on sight, but they're actually pretty lovable. However, I also love the sad story of their species and their planet. Whilst it's obviously a horrible tale of oppression, it's interesting to see how it affected some Wookiees as we grew to know them. Chewie, for example, was imprisoned on Mimban by the Empire and was seemingly kept to eat deserters and prisoners from the war until him and Han broke out and joined the criminal underworld. That seemed to be a running theme through the Wookiees as well. The ones that were lucky enough to escape typically took new roles in the galaxy, either in the underworld to avoid being recaptured or taking jobs that kept them out of sight, such as the elderly female mentioned earlier on. Logara. She worked as a cargo transport captain for almost 200 years before joining the rebellion. Her always moving around uh, helped her in becoming undetected. This leads to some really interesting characters within the Wookiee species, with some becoming bounty hunters as well, such as Black Carsanton from the Dr. Afro comic book line. It's that kind of attention to world building within their story and enabling the development of these escapee Wookiees, combined with their loyalty and equal part ruthlessness that makes the Wookiees one of my favourite species in the entire galaxy. To give you a little bit of behind the scenes trivia for the word Wookiee, it originally came from George Lucas's first original movie, THX 1138, when it was added as an ad-libbed line by actor Terry McGovern, where he said, I think I just ran over a Wookiee. He then took the name Wookiee and used it as Chewbacca's race in the first Star Wars film, A New Hope. So now that we've taken a look at species number one, the Wookiees, let's go ahead and take a look at species number two, the Dothomerian. Originating on their homeworld of Dathomir, the Dathomerian, also known as Dathomiri, or Dathomirian Zabrax, was a subspecies of the Zabrak race itself. Both male and female members of their species sported a striking appearance. The males, particularly those belonging to the Knight Brothers clan, had either yellow or red skin and were covered from head to toe in black tattoos. They also grew sharp, intimidating horns on their head, which if grown to a long enough length, was even used at times as a weapon to impale helpless victims. The females, particularly those belonging to the Knight Sisters clan, had very pale white skin in comparison, as well as sporting tattoos, albeit not as striking as those found on the males. Those known as the Knight Sisters, the witches of Dathomir that wielded and practiced ancient dark magics, were seen as the dominant force and culture on Dathomir, 
using the males to mate and training them into fierce warriors, the Night Brothers. Mother Talzin, the spiritual guide for her people, also gave birth to two Night Brothers of great importance, Savage Press and the Sith Assassin himself, Maul. During a point in Maul's youth, Darth Sidious embarked on a trip to Dathomir and promised to train Talzin as his own Sith apprentice. However, sensing the potential in Maul, he would decide to kidnap him instead and train him as his Sith apprentice, breaking his promise to Talzin. This would be a mistake Talzin would never forget and swore to take vengeance following the Dark Lord's betrayal. The Sith's betrayal against the Night Sisters wouldn't end there though. Asajj Ventress, another Dothmeri Zabrak, pledged herself to the teachings of the Sith under Count Dooku before the Clone Wars. However, this was behind Darth Sidious's back. After learning of this, he ordered Dooku to have her assassinated. Remember, only two there are, Master and Apprentice. The rule of two. After a failed attempt on her life, Ventress would flee to her homeworld of Dathomir and seek the aid of Mother Talzin. Learning of what happened, they devised a plan where her second son, Savage, would instead become Dooku's second secret apprentice in a counter-assassination attempt. That too, however, would result in failure. Sidious deemed this as the final insult to the Sith, and he, along with Dooku, ordered General Grievous to wipe out the population on Dathomir. Only Ventress and Talzin were known to have survived, whilst Maul and Savage were off-world. Now, there is a little bit more history to be spoken about regarding the Dathomiri, but part of that is discovered in Jedi Fallen Order, and since the game's only been out for just over a week, this is where I'm going to stop the lore recap to avoid giving like any spoilers away. But, the Dathomiri. These earn a place up there as one of my favourite species due to mostly their sheer mystery. I'm a massive medieval fantasy nerd, as well as a Star Wars nerd, and these men and women just scream undead magic, like that necromancy magic. I love it. Even more so since it's something that, not in canon anyway, uh, we don't seem to get that much uh, kind of exposure to. It's not mentioned that much at all. The use of this other dark magic that doesn't seem to be connected with the dark side itself. The reason Sidious wanted to train Talzin in the first place was seemingly because he wanted to learn and entwine that kind of magic with the power of the dark side anyway. So that tells me that not even Sidious knows everything about this power. It really makes me question how far back this species goes in the galactic timeline and I'd love to see that explored a lot more. It's not often we get a deep, intimate look into the ways of the dark side or the more evil, twisted corners of the galaxy but all the stories from the point of view of this species really started to go down that rabbit hole, and I really hope they go further. And for your little snippet of trivia regarding the Dathomiri, let's talk about Savage Opress. Not only is it the most on-the-nose name in terms of the dark side, I mean, his name literally spells Savage Opress, portraying Savage Oppression, for maker's sake, but it is, he is also... Um, he's also voiced by Clancy Brown, who you might know as Mr. Krabs himself. Money, 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 money. So there we have it. Day six of 30 Days of Star Wars talking about two of the most interesting species, to me anyway, in the galaxy. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you're yet to catch the last episodes where I talk about my favourite character as a whole, as well as favourite Jedi, Sith, member of the Rebellion and Empire, then you can find all of them on the podcast stream on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker and Radio Public, simply by searching for The Force Nexus, a Star Wars podcast. Or you can also find a playlist on YouTube where all of these episodes have been added. Just search the name as well on YouTube, The Force Nexus, a Star Wars podcast. Also, don't forget to let me know your favourites on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at The Force Nexus. Following the show on there really does go a long way in helping it reach more ears. Also, I do hope you can join me tomorrow on day seven, where we'll be wrapping up the favourite character kind of segments of this list and talking about my favourite scoundrel. But until next time, you luminous beings, thank you so much again for tuning in and may the force be with you all.